about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I promise to be today. I hope so. <laughs> Amen. There's love appears by two, and then because we are bringing to an end, what we'll be talking about about temptations. And I, I want to encourage, I want to say this for everybody. If you miss any of the services, get the message. The messages are for free. Please get the CD. It's free if you it's free. If you don't have money, just go pick one. I want I've said a lot about temptations. We've talked about pressure at work finances, and we've talked about sexual stuff, and all those we've used, David, we've used Saul, we've used Abraham. We've talked about not helping God. Don't get ahead of God. We can get into trouble. Like we, 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 we said that about Abraham, and we said that about Saul, and we talked about David. Don't break the pattern that you have created for yourself that is working for you, your routine. If David went to war, he wouldn't see Bathsheba, but because he was there at the wrong time, and we looked at all these things, and then this morning service, I took questions, which I'm going to do now. If you have a question, get ready to ask a question. Uh, in Ephesians 4, 7, 27, the Bible says that give no place to the devil. And that is very serious warning or very serious instruction. Give no place. Neither give place to the devil. It's very short but quite profound. Because the devil doesn't operate until there is a space. You have to create that space. And in fighting, in dealing with temptations, in getting yourself at the right side, in being sure that you don't bring yourself down, there are places you need to stop going, there are people you need to stop talking to. So Jesus was talking about, he said that when if your eyes, is, your eyes are causing you to sin, pluck it out. And he said if your hands are causing, to, causing you to sin, cut it off. Jesus was not saying that cut your physical hand, he's saying that remove every opportunity that can create an, an occasion for stumbling. And if you really look at it very well, there are spaces in your life that if you allow them to be, you will fall. You will get into trouble. Amen. So he said, watch and pray that you fall not into temptation. Matthew 26, 41. The whole idea is that watch and pray. Prayer is one thing. Watching, that means observe. Look, 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 look. Look at places, things that you do that can get you into trouble. So the Bible says, give no place. Give no place. Any conversation that gets you on, that gets you set on the air, gets into trouble, get rid of it. And whoever you have that conversation with, you have to create a gap. Many times people focus on the acts of sin. The last act. They don't look at the steps that build up into the dead steps. The best way is to terminate those steps and the acts will not happen. That's what Bible says, give no place. And Romans 13, 14 is the second part that says that give no occasion for the flesh. The same spirit. Give no place to the devil. Then even your own flesh. The Bible says, give. Put, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. So fulfill its lust. Make provision. If a young man begins to you discover that anytime we are, you are with this lady, you begin to misbehave. You, you, you don't pray that, Lord, help me when I'm around her. You pray that, Lord, help me not to be around her and move away from her. That is the meaning of flee from all appearance of evil. 
There are fights that you wait to fight. There are some fights you win by running away. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, we've looked at different parts. Some made that great mistake. He saw the Philistine coming and there was pressure on him. I saw a lot of people when I, when I, when I spoke that time, you know, um, actually this message is going to be played on, on some stations, radio stations in some cities from next week. And somebody put it, because one of them, somebody got to hear about Exactly, the middle part and the beginning part. That's why I said, if you were not, I should get the message. Because people are facing, look at what I read in Psalm 73. Look at the conversation going on in David. That my feet almost lay when I consider the prosperity of the wicked. When you're under pressure, you see other guys who call corner and they make money. And this is going on in many Christians every now and then. That's why you know, the couple that I said I once minister, that was what led them to it. To be ordering for things through their company. The lady found the code. When she first told her husband that her colleague was doing some things behind the company, to order for things, because I'm not like I'm ordering for things. She found some codes that are supposed to be some sacred numbers, and then she began to order, and she was making sales seven fifty a month, six fifty a month, and she told this Christian guy she didn't want to. She got home and told her husband that she was going to call the landlord needed them to, and the husband said, "Don't do it." The first one she did, she didn't even tell the man. She brought about four hundred fifty thousand home, and the husband joined that. They continued. And if you're a Christian, when you start doing something, thou shall be caught. I've told people that there is nothing like secret sin. You just have some that will take time to manifest. Nothing. You know, <laughs> are you with me? And at the end of the day, they were both arrested. The, the, the woman was arrested. When they came to me, the Lord just said, pray. And we have mercy on them. So I, you, you need to repent. And you know, they, they arrested her. The MD heard and called and said, okay, now I'm just terminating our appointment. They should leave her. And that was the message God said we have on them. Because it could have been more terrible. The company just said that they were not taking charge again, but they, they sacked her just for other streets. When those man was, was weeping, like he didn't know when he started. That's the Bible calls it the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to turn away from some people. That's what some people don't want to do. If you are serious about standing, you need to walk away from. There are places you need to stop going. When you get there, you will sin. Are you, are you with me? I remember I also said last week that people also get to come. People don't talk. It's common among men. We don't want to talk. But when Jesus said to Peter that come, as he was coming on the water, and he saw the wind, he began to sing. When you see the wind that you are sinking, cry out for help. Jesus didn't do anything when Peter was sinking until he shouted, that, Lord, help me. Then the Lord held him. Anybody who cries for help will be helped. But he said, if you think, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. The first time you are in a house, you are married, but then there's this young girl coming close, and you, and you notice your hands are beginning to wrap around her for too long. And you cannot do. <laughs> and one soft peck one day, and you can still land. Hallelujah. Don't worry, I don't care what they say. When, we go, when, when I get there, I will, I will know. I will just. No. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Yes, sir. I, I will not go over what we say. I will just read a portion today. Uh, let's read First Kings chapter 11. <laughs> go back to, I've said these things for three weeks. First and second, so that means I preach six messages on this one. First and second, so go, get, you have no reason not to get this message. If it's not useful now, you will find it useful now. You need to hear it and store it in your spirit. Temptations are real. Hallelujah. If you have never been tempted before, get ready for one. 
Because it will come. You are not really going to be promoted if you are not tempted. And the Bible says every man is tempted. He said, don't say God is tempted. Every man is tempted when he's drawn after his own lust. And that was what I did last week. We went into that. We used Moses and David for an example, as an example. And I said, this is what they call familiar spirit. Satan knows very well the weaknesses that you have. And you ought to know so and open it to God in prayer. Somehow then that David had a problem with women and sex. As a young guy, King Saul said that he saw Saul's daughter. As soon as he killed Goliath, he was already having Saul's daughter. And when Saul said, I will give him, give you the daughter. If he can kill 100 Philistines, he killed 200. <laughs> and I was saying at the time, he didn't waste time. So the enemy was watching. And then that one passed. Then the same David... I, Nabal, Abigail's husband, insulted him and he was going to kill Nabal. Abigail came to beg him and said, my husband is a foolish man. So, I don't know why some good women are married to some. <laughs> so, she came to persuade David. She knelt down. I believe Abigail must have been kind of older than David. She knelt down and begged David, that don't mind my husband, I will still insulted your men. The next thing, Nabal died. The next thing, Abigail was in David's bedroom. This is, that was what made it easy for the enemy to time him. If Bathsheba had about one hour later, David would have missed the temptation. And if David was watching Chelsea man you, and Chelsea winning, and he said he wanted to see, oh, they had played the match, Chelsea had won by 6-0. He just wanted to see it on Bliss News. He wanted to see the replay. So he said, let me see the sixth goal. And that came. He said, I want to see, no, let me see how Morata scored that goal. And it's what, so, if he waited, he would have waited till Bathsheba would finish having a bath. But David was set up. He came at the right time. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was about to say something. Was well, laughing somebody squared me. You know, when I said that, why was Bathsheba having a bath outside? I said, sister, I asked me after this. I said, Pastor, no. You know, so I, I, I begged her. I said, no, I wasn't. I, I'm not against women. I was just asking. Bathsheba did not have a bath outside. Her bedroom was outside. <laughs> Actually. So I want to assume that those kind of bedrooms that no nothing covering it. You know, and David was up of the roof. So actually he could see. So he had vintage advantage. So he saw it. And he went to, so did I was, and then we went to Moses also. We saw the progression in his anger. Did they threw the golden calf? When they watched number one, the law in the side, he just broke it. Ghost. God, they were worshiping, and then he, he, he asked them, he destroyed the cow, turned it to powder, sprinkled the powder over the water, and forced the people to drink the water. What's the cow? What kind of anger? So then God spoke to him one day that speak to the rock, and he smote the rock two times. And before he said, Look at you, rebels, hear me. Esau was not a woman. Some people will never come. Infidelity will never happen to them. But don't try them with money, man. Even among unbelievers. There are unbelievers who will never do anything outside their wife. But money. So, being born again does not mean that the weaknesses of your life, they have disappeared. But you have the power of God and the light of God in your spirit. If any man be in Christ, so you have ability to overcome if you want to. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the wise man will do well. So understand your weaknesses and pray. When you do macho man, and you want to, I'm, no, I'm just fine. No, no, what happened? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read that. Uh, the Bible says, this, this is the only place I want to read today. You see, 
But King Solomon, he must have gotten this from his father, loved many strange women. Together with the daughter of Pharaoh. Wow! Women of Mobites, Ammonites, Domites, Zonita, Hittites. Verse 2. Of the nations which the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you shall not go to them. Neither shall they come to you. Surely they will turn your heart to after their God. Solomon claimed to this in love. And eventually when it was so, they turned his heart. <sighs> Solomon. He never imagined this would happen to him as the wisest man in the Old Testament. But the Bible said, give no place to the devil. At times, there are some conversations you shut down from the beginning. What bothers me is that so many women know, you know what the guy is going to ask for at the end of the day. But you are enjoying the exchange of SMS and WhatsApp message. You are allowing it to build and build and build and build and you are building it. You are supplying the blocks, supplying the planks, and you allow it to continue. If you are serious about destiny and where you are going, you will not allow some things to repeat themselves two times. If you find yourself, your heart moving, then you call yourself back on time. Oh, I remember by the way, as I just saw the brother that wrote the testimony about the t-shirts. So there are shirts of $800. Wow! The t-shirt he gave, that I should give somebody, I didn't even remember, I just remember now, I kept it somewhere, I think it's in the office. He said I should give somebody. So it's a big t-shirt, so I'm going to give somebody today, after service. That one is how much? Uh, again? $98. So there's a $98 t-shirt in the office. So I'm going to give somebody today. He was struggling with it. He told me afterwards, he said, he said Pastor, he was going to trim it, but he said, tell us that they don't trim t-shirts. He kept it for many months so finally he said, he said, okay, because God told him that give it. And then he gave. He just said, sir, take this, give it to anybody in the church. I, didn't, I just remember when he said to me that I, I just dropped it somewhere in the office. I should give it anybody. So I'm going to give a good man today. And, I, so, and then somebody gave me a shirt. Now, this was his size. $800. How serious. You want to sell that kind of shirt and buy 30. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> they showed somebody a suit that they said that 7.5 million. And then they converted to Naira suit. And the person looked at the suit and wow, I can sell. And go enter Marina. Then you buy 30. If one is is that the only suit to be wearing for your life? I don't do buy 30. But if that's your level, it's okay. See, nothing is wrong. It depends on where you are operating. It looks expensive to some of you now to hear that it's 7.5. But you know, that is nothing to some people. And it doesn't mean they are wasting. What you two are wearing, now if you go to some villages in Nigeria, you are wasting money. How can you be wearing a wristwatch of uh, 20,000 era? But some people here, 20,000. Because the one they wear is 715 era. <laughs> and they can buy 10. Different colors. Yet, yellow, pink, you know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Solomon loved too many. Now, if, if you have a question, get an usher. Because I received, I took so many questions. First time. The Lord told me to answer questions. 
That's what I want to do today. I'm not really after ministering today. So I've given you a brief recap. I'm just saying what I said for service. Many times preachers want to say something new every Sunday. Repetition helps you to master things. At times, go back to what you have heard. After Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says that we need to give earnest into the things we have heard. Lest at any time we slip away from them. So yes. So we need to give the more earnest. So at times we should go back and listen to what we've listened to. Go back and hear it's going to be very hot this afternoon because I want to talk to the love affairs. I'm going to say some things, and they are simple things, but but very powerful things about setting your priorities in life, which will help you in knowing the right person. Just that's what we want to look at. Amen. In a way, there's no vision; the people perish. If you don't know exactly what you really want in life and who you are, we always affect what you want. That's what I want to talk about in the afternoon. I'm going to look at different types of people, or different types of ways of looking at something. We'll consider appearance, we we'll consider value, we we'll consider uh, possession. Uh, about five things in all, and then we'll, I, I will tell you why, how it will arrange, how, how somebody we arrange it will be different from how someone else we arrange it. Depend on who is arranging it. That's what I want to look at today. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have a question, you can raise your hand. Um, if you don't want them to write it down, they will project it. Give it to Anosha. You don't need to put your name. But if you have, you want to raise your hand. Can I, can I take the mic, please? We have this. Bro- Wait, they'll bring you the mic. Where are the mics, please? Emmet, Emmet. Okay, thank you. Because water from with your power remember I also mentioned clearly anytime God is about to do something new in your life a temptation will come first the temptation is always similar to the blessing coming only that it will mean that you violate your conscience before getting it everybody gets tempted but the Bible says that we are tempted as we are drawn so temptation has to be appealing to see some people will never money can never be a temptation there because money is not their weak area it has to be something, an area where you are weak. And it has to be something that you love. If it's not what you love, it's not temptation. And if it's about opposite sex, the person that will tempt you most will be someone that looks like the desire, the true desire of your heart. If a person is going to be massively promoted, it's likely you'll be tempted first with either money or you might need to remove chair from those who are ahead of you. You get impatient and you do that. And then you get into trouble. I, I will never forget this story. You know. Um, well, I believe the man has gotten over. It doesn't look as if I'm talking about. He must have gotten over. And because he's, a, he's doing well now. As a matter of fact, in a certain country now, he's a, he's a professor. You know, one or two people here will know. Because one or two people here attended my secondary school. And they will remember. He, he was a senior prefect then. And the Bible says, every man is telling when he's drawn. I remember. Some old students, you know, we had very powerful alumni in my school. Very powerful old students. The late Tony of Fife was in my school for a while. Ted um, Joshua was in my school. Fela, Fela's father, Fela's mother, Fela's brother, all the Fela's and Nicolas family, they all were in my school. And then quite a number of powerful people that finished from the school then. So I remember. Uh, and then you only, only, in my school, you have to finish from the school to be principal. So in the last, my school is the second oldest in Nigeria, after CMS Lagos. My school was 1908, and since then, a principal must be a product of the school. So, so you must have finished from the school to be the principal of the school. Minister of Education has given us that, that opportunity. I remember that this particular uh, year, this senior prefect, he was born again. 
And after a while, you know, he just stopped coming to the fellowship. Secondary school then. Scripture in our fellowship. And I was the president then. And I called him about two, three times. It was my sinner to tell him that you, 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 are, you are not, you are staying away from God. And that's what happens. You must not be in an arena. There are places where you are. Temptations. You are, that's what I'm, I'm repeating what I said earlier. You need to stop conversing with some people. If you are serious about destiny. You need to stop going to some places. If you know that getting there will make you trip. Don't, don't say when I get there I will control what I'm going to say. No, it is better not to go there. When you get there you can't control. It is easier to control not going than go, get, controlling saying what you should not say when you get there. Are, are you with me? Praise the Lord. If a woman that's not your wife, it is better to say on phone, oh no, don't come and see me, than to control what will happen when she comes around. Especially if you are already in romance with somebody, you are weak towards the person. What you can say no to to others, you might not be able to. So it is better when you don't see her to say don't come. When you say come, we will control what we do. You won't control anything. The mood will control you. <laughs> Amen. I, are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Alright, so this guy actually, I was there when it happened, where we discovered with the number of some old boys some of those alumni, they had, they got one of them went abroad and bought the latest I don't think any school in Nigeria at that time had that kind of microscope and they bought about seven. Now we had a very powerful balloon. What made my school very powerful? So my school used to be the former University of Agriculture when they finished the school, when federal government was going to start university of culture, they felt that that was too standard for secondary school. So they turned my school to university. So you can imagine the kind because we had those students supplying everything. We had a standard long tennis court then in the school. We had a scotch or built scotch. You don't see all those things in secondary school. Now they spoil everything. Everything. But when I was there, everything was functioning. In fact, my brother went to donate something in the school now. He was talking to the principal. A boy sat on the locker and backed the two of them and making noise in the class. And the principal said that the governor said that they must not kill anybody again. In my time, the governor's son, the deputy, Alaki of Baland, from the daughter was the other girl. Obate Joshua, who was in Philip from my school, he was the head boy in his time, he read medicine, his children were in the school. They used to flog all of us together. Most parents would put their children there because of discipline. All of us knew how to farm. Reverend Kuti, the last father, put that many things in us. Every student in my school must know how to farm. They will give you a forest, they will measure 100 meters, and then you all do like this and join your hands together. Now, 100 meters, that's your portion. You have to clear it. They give you three weeks. Within the three weeks, you clear it. When you finish clearing it, you make a long reach. And the reach must reach you under. That was the standard. They will flog you like no man's business. Both men and women. And, and princes. The commissioner for education, director of education, all of them were in my, they were in my school. They, some of them were, they were in my class. All of, all of them. You see official class after school. And then we had more Lagosians in the school than old students. You know, their parents finished from school. They moved to Lagos and discipline. They removed everything now. There's no discipline again. One old student brought the latest tractor for us to be cutting grass. And the principal said, go and pack it. It's against the culture. We were looking at the tractor like this. Yes, we were chopping grass. The first week of resumption from 8 o'clock till 2 p.m. You will be cutting grass. Not looking up. Six hours straight. And the, the old boys endorsed it. They said I will let you. So an average person my student was from a rich family. But they allowed that discipline to be. Now there's no discipline again. It's just amazing. I went to see one, somebody, one of us here. Uh, uh, doctor, what, they've gone to America. And himself and his wife, Moses husband. I went to see the mom in their school. She said, principal. 
And the man was walking him back to the car. And the student passed and hit the two of us. And the man just said, what is wrong with you? I said, ah! In my time. <laughs> ah! Reverend Father had the principal. Fellas started singing all those songs to abuse teachers when he was in my school. And he was the best student who was supposed to do medicine. He traveled abroad and turned into music. Because that was what he wanted. When the father was the principal, if he should meet you on the road, before asking you a question, see straight for meeting you. That was the standard. For meeting you, for whatever reason, for just meeting him. <laughs> you receive six. Then he will now ask you, that, so what are you doing outside now? And they said, the second thing, all of you must know the Bible. So the motto of my school, the fear of God is beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1 eight. The non-Christians have tried to change it, but the Azumas, even the Muslims Azumas said, no, don't leave, just leave it. Reverend Kuti did that, all that to the school. So now badge is written, Proverbs 1 eight. the fear of God is beginning of wisdom. Now, every time we ask, he said, Reverend Kuti, we ask you the first question, what's the memory verse? You can't say it twelve. Then you go and memorize. It was the longest serving principal in my school. He gave identity to the school. Said they would resume 7 o'clock. There was no closing time. The principal was okay, you can go home now. Sometimes 3 34 o'clock. Yes. What a man. Said, the way you are looking at me, you didn't go to that kind of secondary school. Sorry. <laughs> Amen. So, some, one of those people, anyway, that's what my, somebody brought us those microscopes and they kept them. And I remember, we did not know a particular store. They were preferred then. I was a set after them. So I followed them. But we were all guys in the fellowship. So the head boy, another prefect, and myself. So we got to that store. They filled up with tissue paper all around. So we're throwing it at ourselves and we're jumping and diving. So one of us landed and hit his head against something. So we didn't write. Teacher barely did there. So we started digging and we brought out this thing. Ah, the next one. The next one, about six solid. So we returned them back. So we went to ask the teacher in charge of that store and I said, ah, so he mentioned a possible big news that that guy brought this microscope that the principal said they should keep it there. Now, we had a very sorry biology lab. So the SS3 students, he said, they were doing biology one day. Apparently, he told some people. And they were looking at a specimen and they didn't see it very well. One of the naughty boys who just said that, I don't know why school will be doing this. We have good microscope somewhere and they are giving us this one. So everyone was like, we are the good microscope. He kept quiet. But later they were talking about it. Long and short of it. Boys in my school organized on how to steal it and to sell now remember some of them had senior brothers in the fair union like that because the, the process it was the the process was long. One guy said I I, I can't steal it, but I will finance how you take the microscope to Lagos to people. So he financed it. He's a doctor one of the key hospitals now. He said believer and I can imagine. So he wasn't born again, was even the Muslim, wasn't born again then. So so people play different roles. Two guys offered that they were so when during prep, when those uh, bonding students were doing prep. Some of them sneak out because they would take attendance and went there. So the head boy didn't tell me and the other guy that he was already falling. Do you know he came back to that store? He left a window open. Because those guys told him that they would give him certain amount. And he was very brilliant. He had written some exams and they, they picked him in university abroad. I will never forget this. And he cannot say anybody. They had given him an admission university abroad. And he needed to pay the tuition fee. That was what was mounting pressure on him. These boys went in, they took the microscope, and they started. I just got to school one week. The child just called me that you are the president of the fellowship. And I said, yes, sir, come. You need to pray. And he said that. So they said they are about to arrest me. And the teacher was saying that, that they were about to arrest him because he was in charge. He said, those microscopes. And I know that the three of you saw it first. So <laughs> I said, I saw it, but I don't know who took it. Then we started praying. 
somehow, one, somehow, one guy made the mistake. One of them, when they took it, the one in his back, he went, I think he, forget, he forgot transport fee or so, he went back to the hostel to pick money or something before he left. So in his back, somebody saw something that looked like a microscope, but he didn't know what it was. And he left. So when the old news went to school that some things were taken away, news started flying, and somebody said, somebody, 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 finally they got the guy. And they started. They had sold some of them because this thing when a commission of police of Lagos they got involved. They I don't want to mention the denomination. One of the Orthodox churches, the archbishop, the bishop, his son was among the people that the man came with his PA, with his regalia, watching his son. They sat them on the floor, but the principal didn't let news carry it. Because this thing went round. They had to get some university students involved to help them sell. They went round. And so police were arresting people. The thing just kept going like that, arresting. And the bishop was asking the son, so why did you do this? People stepped in, they asked them to pardon them, but then uh, they were suspended. They recovered four out of six back. They are sold some, they collect, but they recovered four back. Because the, the state government got involved and they really went after. When the whole thing ended, this is where I'm going. This will shock you. That school that that boy wanted to pay for, I've told someone this story before, wrote the principal that after much consideration, we have decided to give him scholarship, but write a testimony about him. The father and the mother were crying, begging principal. The principal said that, how do you expect me to write? That we made this boy senior prefect. He did this. That I can't write. That it's not that I'm angry with him. If he does something there, I'm in trouble. For vouching for him. Because you know why it's records, it matters to them. By the time they discover that truly, as a secondary school boy, he did this and the principal kept him from there. That's a serious problem. And that was it. When the old school head, even those who were angry with what he did, they wept with him. Finally, the opportunity came. But he had done something. If only he waited. God will do what he will do. But you see, the enemy will mount pressure on you. If it has to do with position or the rest, the enemy will mount pressure on you. Either it gets you to do something bad to get it, or it gets you to shoot those who are ahead of you, and then don't do it. Hallelujah. We've said these days all along. I will stop here for today. What's the question? When Moses made the way using the rod in Exodus, is it that the power of God was in the rod or in Moses himself? <laughs> well, the power was in him, the power was in the rod. God anointed the rod as a symbol, like he anointed the cattle of David. So, uh, the power of God was on the rod, and the power, because God told him when he commissioned the rod with which you do signs and wonders. So the anointing was upon the rod. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it that the Egyptians who saw the power of God through Moses that believe in God through Moses that believe in God most or the Israelites who God displayed his power that believe most in the power of God or believe his belief? The Egyptians saw the power of God but they say that, that's why people don't know this. Miracles don't necessarily change people except you already changed. All the miracles Jesus performed. Some of them happened before the Pharisees. Did that stop them from crucifying him? It didn't stop them. It didn't stop them at all. This is what I want to say here. Those who think the church can never prove a point to the world. The church can never prove a point to the world. If we buy food for the whole world, 
That doesn't mean the church will win any. Don't even do anything out of reputation. Do it because you love God. You cannot win that reputation. That's it. So, imagine Jesus healing somebody. The Pharisees were looking at him. A woman that was bent for 18 years and healed the poor. Instead of them, they got angry. And it's still happening now. We have documents, document, documentaries. We have documentaries on films and stories, videos on people perfectly healed by Jesus Christ in the church. People will deny it. Miracles don't necessarily change. Because it didn't change anybody. It didn't stop them from killing Paul. It didn't stop them from killing Peter. It won't change people's mind. Only God himself can change people's mind. That's what I found out. So it, it doesn't change anything. Have you asked the same question? Where were the people that Jesus healed when he was being crucified? The 5,000 people he fed, if they defended, they wouldn't be able to arrest him. But see, it doesn't work that way. It's a matter of here. If God appears on the sky and he says to the old world, I am God, Jesus is the way, some people will not be saved. So it just doesn't work that way. Amen. The heart of man is stronger than that. So that, that's... Um, do you think... Go back, go back to that. Do you think marrying someone that you are not physically attracted to is right? Especially because people usually say, looks matter. If you are not physically attracted to somebody... Well, initially you might not be, but if you are not physically attracted for a long time, there's a problem. Alright? You are not going to marry a spirit also. Remember, you are marrying flesh and blood. You should be, there should be attraction. If there's no attraction, there won't be a good sex in the marriage. If there's no good sex, the marriage is not a good one. Amen. Is there a secret I am allowed to keep from my spouse? This is a powerful question. <laughs> It depends on what the secret is and who your spouse is. Amen. Ideally, it's not good to keep secrets. But then, in reality, so people cannot undo some things. So it is better. Um, I'm being careful here just to say, okay, these are not, these questions are not uh, connected to the message. <laughs> these are, <laughs> <laughs> These are lovers questions. So I, I wonder why the person is, you know. <laughs> but the example I can give is I remember a friend, a, a lady came to me one day. You know, she was a, she came to give me a wedding ivy. And um, she was just on weeks to her wedding or some days. She came to give me the wedding ivy. So when she dropped the ivy, it was in my house. Then she sat down and she was looking confused. So I thought that she didn't like the person she wanted to marry. I said, What's the person? Now I said, It's not about the person. He said, said, it's about she she was going to a church and she had an affair with the pastor. And she told me. And now the guy briefly went to that church also and she was asking, should I tell him that this and this happened between me and the... And he said that it ended between me and that pastor just... He said, we were already friends, but he was here to ask me out. Now, the whole thing about me and the man ended, about a week after it ended, he asked me out. He said, so for the past one year plus that I've been dating, I've been nothing that guilt that do I need to tell him? Because he, he respects the pastor. So, uh, so he said, should, do I need to tell But Then I asked her some questions. Then I didn't know what answer to give her because it wasn't about the pastor. The pastor did, the pastor is not different from any other person. So, it just a, somebody called of God as in, in the sense that 
the way I will ask you to protect anybody is the way I will ask you to protect the pastor. And the way I will ask you to report anybody is the way I will ask you to report a pastor. Okay? I'm going to report other people. You should report a pastor. So, so <laughs> that's, But what I was thinking, although of course you might think about it might be a stigma on the church and different people on, on the church. I just thought about... I then started asking that question about the guy she wanted to marry. Actually, that was the main problem. That it was not about protecting the pastor or not. It's about this guy. That can he handle it? For some reasons, after praying. Now, up till now, I, still, I, I doubt whether I did right. I told her that I don't, don't see anything. Now, guess what? A few years after they got, this guy is battling with insecurity for class. Insecurity. She traveled to Abuja. She's a professional. I don't want to mention type of course, because it might be trying to. She doesn't come to this church anyway. <laughs> she traveled to a place. And let's say the law association, those who finished in her school, they had a conference in Abuja and she traveled there. At the airports, a guy who used to ask her out in school, who is now in South Africa, who was not in South Africa at that time, came for the same conference. All of them at Abuja, no, he came for a different conference, but they met at Abuja airport. So about 15 of them, they formed chain and two group photographs. And the guy went for the conference wanted to do and left the country. No SMS, no talk, nothing. He just all of them together as the old colleague in school and greeted them. And the old man saw the picture one day. He brought it out. He started trouble with it. He went to the lady's father to report that that was what she went to do in Abuja. And the father of the lady asked him a question. The picture I'm looking at is about 19 people joining hands in the picture. I did not see my daughter and the man. And he started like that. Now, if he saw his wife, with 19 people. But because a guy who once asked out his wife was there. If that guy upon should know that the wife wants her, what would that, the marriage would have ended. Some people have told also a man who decided to wake up his wife because a preacher came to their church to preach. It was nothing that this man said that you need to tell her. The more possible, don't cover anything from your wife. Now, he had a secretary. And he had an affair with secretary for about three months. Later, he thought by himself that this is not right. And he fired the lady. Gave her six months salary in advance. And told her to go. Now, that happened about five years before now. So, boy, he was battling with this thing. Because every time we remember that, I, I didn't... Then one day, a preacher came to bring their church and said that you should not cover anything. He told his father they wanted to see that preacher. After the time, he asked the preacher. I told the preacher the story. The preacher said that you should tell her. So... <laughs> For five years after that, he had been clean. No involvement with any woman. And then he told the wife. Now, so Madame started. Told her around 2 a.m., woke up, and then I told her by the following morning, she had packed her load, she left the house. And she started, you know. So, someone like that, there's no point. <laughs> the guy repented five years ago and stopped. In five years after, she's reacting. She can't get away. I understand. I'm not justifying what the guy did. But for Christ's sake, he has repaired for five years. Yeah, you might get angry and talk, but not to the point of now you want to leave him. After he has shown, even the way some women are looking at me right here, right now. Uh, even if it's 30 years. <laughs> anyway. So... Sincerely, I do have a concrete answer whether you should say some things or not. Understand who you are dating, and that's all I can say about the whole thing. <laughs> Is it right to use some someone other than your spouse as next or kin? 
uh, I don't want to get into personal questions like this, but ideally, your wife is supposed to be your nurse. She's already part and flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone. But if you have reasons why you don't trust your wife, maybe you have insurance, and you think that when she sees the money, she will kill you. Maybe that's it. Because I watch this homicide program in America. I love the program a lot. There are three of them I usually watch on TV. About uh, There's one that is Fatal Attraction. There, there are two others. About how lovers kill themselves. And it's a, it's a, it's a ritual. So they usually in America. And it's a shock. It's so common in America that the woman finds that the man has some money. She organizes for his killing. In some cases, the man that finds that the woman has an issue. And then, just like that. I watched one man. She did it so well that she killed all her three sons-in-law. Because of their money. Yeah, it was later they found out. She did the crime for almost 33 years before she was caught. The last one she did was a lady who just divorced her husband. She brought her home and said she was uh, taking care of her, helping her, because she was vulnerable that time. She used time to check into her account, found out how much she had. She was already talking to the guy in, in charge of the woman's insurance before they killed the woman. And that was how they were able to trace the case. They pushed her herself and his new boyfriend, 70-something years old, pushed the young lady from Cleve. Like that. It was about three years, you know, American investigators will rest. Now they found out that no, this girl didn't fall. When they pushed her, they were the ones who called 911. That she fell, that they came for, they were taking pictures that they came for tourism and she fell. But when the experts got there and saw some bruises at the back of her hand, they said, if you are falling off clear, you are trying to hold anything, the bruises should be here. That the marks here show that even when they pushed her, she didn't fall, she held something. They used something to hit her. And by the time they started the mountain, they found the stick they used. And you know, they would do DNA everything, and eventually they found that she was one. And before they arrested her, she had cleared the woman's account. So, um, if you don't trust your wife, <laughs> which is a very bad thing, <laughs> maybe you're afraid that she will kill you. <laughs> but ideally, your wife should be your next of kin. Please, it should be your wife. It shouldn't be your brother. People have made their brothers to be, when they left this world, the brothers took over and even neglected their children. Nobody will take care of your children better than your wife. So your wife should be, if she's your wife. Alright? According to 1 Corinthians 11, 4, 5. What do you have to say about men covering their head and women not covering their head? Men covering their head. There's people, when they want to enter church, they remove their cap. You have answered the question now. The Bible says that first one, if you read the Bible, says that the head of every man is Christ. So it's not talking about physical aid. Is that direct? Project 1 Corinthians 11. Because some people are, you know, people want to enter church, they remove their cap. And people are angry with people like us that in our church, women don't cover their hair, so we are sinning against God. You have to, when you want to read the Bible, you read what exactly is it saying. And the answer is always there. Start from verse 1. Or verse 3 or so. Hey, please give me normal KJV. Eh? This is the me- this is the message. <laughs> I would have you know that the head of every man, what is the head of every man, and the head of every woman. This is the beginning of the old discussion. I like the Bible. Paul started by defining what he meant by head. Then, after this, he went on to discover covering or no covering. But before talking about covering, it defines what is referring to a head. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. When a woman, the issue of women covering their head or not covering their head, whether you are honoring your husband or not honoring your husband, that's all. And the head, issue of men not covering their head. So even wear a cap. When they wanted to enter church, they removed the cap. 
Is that what the Bible is talking about? Christ is the head of every man. Don't cover your glory as a man. And as a woman, you must be under authority. That's all. When I thought about this one time in marriage, I showed you in Leviticus, where God gave a law, that if a woman vows in church that she wants to give an offering, if her husband says no, the priest will reject the money. And that God said he will hold the husband responsible. But see, God follows the authority he created. And I like following that also. A, man is, a woman is not supposed to give an amount, exactly something beyond, without the consent of your husband. You love the pastor and the church so much, you want to give your salary. First ask your husband, should I give? If a woman wants to give a car to, she must ask the man. If the man says, don't give. Even if you feel God says I should give it, and your husband says no, obey your husband. God will give him no consent, but you are free. But if you do a give and you go and give, you are not blessed disobeying your husband. Are you with me? Is somebody getting him? You obey him, leave him to God. That's what God said. And God said that for a woman that is not married, you clear with your father. Of course, some of you are not living with your father. <laughs> but the Bible is just saying that if they are against it, you know, that's the order. If you don't say your father, you don't need to go and ask him questions and everything. Otherwise, discussion will start. Well, that's what the Bible is saying. So, that's about head covering or no head covering. It has to, it's not a physical thing. So, a man, if you come to this church and you wear a cap, you feel like wear your cap, wear your cap. And if you're a woman, you feel like opening your, open your hair. We've defined the hair, so it's not talking about something physical. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. How can we tell the difference between temptation, test, and trial? How do we undo each one when we go to God in prayer? They are different. Temptation is from the devil and your flesh. Test can be from God. Bible says that God tested Abraham, not God tempted. Because James, Bible cannot contradict itself. James says that God tempts no man with evil. So God tests. It tests your heart. It tests. Test is, it tells you to do something and it's going to watch you over doing it. Temptation is on the negative side. Is you being set up to do something wrong. God doesn't set you up to do something wrong. So this devil tempted David. God tested Abraham. And look at this story. God told Abraham, go and give Isaac. Basic. Not that I was setting him up to disobey. But David saw a girl having his land and so on. So, those are, so they, are, they, are, they are trial is also um, not something negative. Your faith will be tried. Yeah, you'll be tried. Really. Amen. So, that, that's the difference between the three. They are interrelated somehow, but temptation is of the devil. Test and trial. It depends on how you define trial, actually. It can be under temptation or it can be under test. The Bible talks about the trying of your faith. And then the Bible also talks about Satan also can try a Christian. So, it's under the two. Anyway. Where do I draw the line in relating to colleagues as not to make my spouse jealous? I'm sure this is from a man. Or, it can be from a woman also. Don't be close to anybody to the extent that you're spoiled. Now, I understand you should... The answer is still that do not put your spouse in a position where she's having some agitation because of people you are close to. It's wrong. Now, you might say... This is what I'm You might say that your spouse is jealous or too protective, too insecure. Yes, there are people like that. Then you shouldn't have married the person. Now that you are married, you play by the rule. You are married now. Part of your job as a married person is to let your husband and wife be secure, not be afraid, not feel bad. So if he says that I don't like seeing you around these people, then stay off them. That's all. Where you, where you can have a chance is before getting married. You can, if you know that a man is always policing you around, then tell the man that I can't marry you. But once you are married, once you are married, the person and he says, 
I asked, I asked some men do this really. They are going to cancel out all the ladies' friends. She will have a life outside them. But you see, that's what he wants. You are married. You just have to obey. And it's not a woman obeying a man. The same thing goes for men. If your wife says, I don't want this girl. Even if the girl is your greatest opportunity of making women, she works with you. And the relationship is played. But she says, I don't want. You are a singer. Your best backup singer. She said, I don't want her. Then you go into acting. The person that will do the role, best role that we let off him say, I don't want her. Then you pick up off his job. Then your boss is a woman. Say, I don't want her. <laughs> and your guys will be like, out of I can tell her that you too, I don't want you. <laughs> you know, once you are married, all you can do, eh? Bring her to Pajola, we'll talk to her. Or bring him to me. But it's said to that I have said this, it can be painful. Some people are very jealous. I don't know why you should marry somebody that you cannot trust. So you start attacking everybody you see around the person. Hey, so why, 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 why this one, why this one? I want a lady in this church about this, and she still went ahead. When they were dating, the guy started. If the guy was having a problem with all of us in the church, I said, you better be careful. You know, you know, at times you try to control yourself. Because I was beginning to give her some responsibility in the church and some of us were getting close to her. The guy shot up was almost trying to say that is there anything going on between you? I felt like slap <laughs> I also that. You know, when two things can annoy you. When somebody's not crossing your mind, somebody says and number two, when the person is not even your type. It's, it's, but that's the guy. Now this guy will listen to me, he will buy the he enjoyed but it has entered him. She went to do something somewhere. She was just talking with somebody. This guy came up. Then one day actually told that point blank. That said, I've noticed that uh, in all the churches we've been to our fellowship and everything, that you give people side or stop arguing. It started with no said, First of all, you allow side. But not general or food. Then later I cancel side. So I shake. And I'll jokingly tell Lily, after you are your body, we can't say she said it will be infrared. <laughs> you just wink from afar. So you know that you know <laughs> it's just amazing how some people are and if you are a man and you are like this, please stop it. It doesn't work. It's not good. Even if your wife obeys and she's following you around, you are going to create a marriage that you will not enjoy. Why you have that molding and you know you just want to why don't you marry a woman that you trust that even if you are not around, you are too sure. And in the rea- in reality, can you police a man or a woman? Nobody can police any smart person. You can get to know later, but some people are smart that before you know can take up to twelve years. Amen. So so that's it. How do you overcome your weakness as a Christian? We've been talking about that in many messages. I have been battling with a certain habit. I know what I'm doing is wrong and I have prayed about it, yet I still fall repeatedly. You can talk to any of the pastors, please. That might be a personal thing. I think you should talk to any of the pastors. Praise the Lord. What do I do when I keep getting betrayed for helping someone? It is becoming a recurring issue. And I feel I am caused to help... (laughs) But I just can't stop helping people. I've helped people many people and has backfired. 
It's part of life. You must not, Yoruba has an idea, if you close your eyes for a bad person to walk past, a good person will pass also. Sometimes you can help a level people. It is a level to one that will be a blessing to you. The first time I know I appreciate what you have done. So, it happens like that. You just have to understand um, it's part of life. It's part of life. Um, it doesn't mean they cost or anything. Keep doing what you are doing. The Bible says the money is so you are saying, even do not withhold your hand. One of the days you will reap the harvest. And remember, you are not doing it for me. But to make this easier yourself, whatever you do for people, do it in the name of God and don't expect anything in it. Don't expect them to be nice. Don't expect them to be fair. Just do what you are doing. People will not always be fair to you. That will help you a lot. If you do things out of an open heart. Amen. Okay. I will take, give the mic to the, the brother there. Make it short. I have two more minutes or three. Just. I believe before now that. Uh, if you have questions, raise your Let me see how many people have questions that I can take. One, two, three. <laughs> okay. If it's about relationship question, don't ask because we can ask that one in the afternoon. But if it's about something else, fine. I will take. What I will do is, even my answers are getting too long, so I'll, my answers will be short now. Please bear with me if I don't answer as long as. I will take two minutes or a minute to answer each person, so we we'll do four. Okay? Go on. I'll make your question one minute or so, and I'll answer quickly. I believe before now that the wages of all sin is death. Until I read First uh, John 5.16, if you see a brother seeing a sin, that does not lead to death. So this thing leads to death and this thing does not lead to death. <laughs> you know, I feel like asking you that. If you ask Brad John, <laughs> who wrote that passage, I understand you, sir. The, the, John said that there's a sin here leading to death and there's a sin that does not lead to death. I do not say you should pray about it. He says what he said. The wages of sin is death. does not mean you die immediately. Now, we don't exactly categorize sin. But if you look at the Bible very well, it's as if sin have di- sins have dimensions. There are dimensions. <laughs> there are dimensions. And that's what I want to put in. For instance, the Bible talks about it that commits sexual sin now. So a kind of emphasis is laid on that in the Bible. That you sin against your own soul, that you become one spirit with all those. So, like there's something. So, we don't know exactly what John was saying about sin unto death, but he made he emphasized the fact that some sins they lead to death, why some don't lead to death. But we have to do Bible study to extract out. If I study my I can be able to answer better. Amen. Hallelujah. Next one. Okay. If you are a first time, I bear with all the Lord told me to, I just wanted to hear from people. Every day I teach without listening to people. So I think a pastor should pause and hear questions in people's hands. Go on, sir. A man was robbed at a store. So the man, so uh, they wanted to collect uh, luxuries, luxuries from him actually, and at the, at the gunpoint, and he was shot at the forehead. So I'm not actually emphasizing on the fact I said that. Well, I'm like, is it that the faith failed him or something? Then, then sorry sir, that's that. There, there's a particular verse in the Bible, um, in John, I think John chapter four verse nine, talking about um, actually there's a man, a blind man that that Jesus. Huge. Yeah. Uh, and, and disciples were like, "That's John nine. Yes. Is it the sin of his father or the sin of uh, his own sin or, or parent that actually made him blind? And, and Jesus said, "Neither yeah. is that, or, uh, but uh, it's for the glory of God to actually be, 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 be uh, proclaimed." Yes. So I want to ask: Can God actually do evil? Can God blind somebody? Just no. No. <laughs> Let me start with the second one. Jesus just established a very simple point. 
John was just telling disciples that it's not when something goes wrong, we like asking questions. He said it's not about asking questions. He said as long as he said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world, and immediately healed the man. So Jesus said that neither do his parents, he said, but for the work of that means when you see a situation, the work of God is always positive. What Jesus was saying was that when you see this kind of situation, it's against the work of God. The work of God must manifest there. You do get that. Um they all saw the whole idea. Jesus was just telling them. He didn't say that God made the man so. The man was born blind. Jesus was saying that something went wrong here. He said, I am the light of the world. So I'm going to heal the man. And he healed the man straight away. So what Jesus was actually saying, he was just saying that um, when we see a situation, don't ask questions about the origin of the problem. Fix the problem. The disciples were asking, who sinned? Who sinned? Jesus said that nobody sinned. What matters is that the work of God should manifest in this guy and heal the guy. That's all. So it's not that Jesus said the work of uh, God made him blind so that he can show his work. No. What Jesus said was that whatever the situation, whatever the origin of the problem, it needs the work of God and I have come to do the work of God so he healed the guy. And it should be the attitude of every Christian towards any problem. We don't need to start asking questions. Why, why is she sick? Did she do something wrong? And you know people do that a lot. Somebody loses a child, are thinking that maybe they've done something wrong. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe something's coming up. Somebody has series of attack coming down and says, ah, maybe there's something. And just saying that, no, you don't say who sin, looking for a problem. You just fix it. Do the work of God while you are there. And the work of God is to heal. That's all. Amen. Why do people get born? Why are people born blind? We don't know. We don't know. But what matters is that God has the ability to heal them, and that's what He wants us to do with them. Amen. And for the first one, um, again, what they show about somebody being shot. There is faith, there is foolishness. That is not to say the guy was foolish. I have seen somebody who was sick one time. And the person said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take drugs. Uh, oh, no, I didn't see it, but I heard about him in Nisuka. And after some days, he died. I know people will start, you hey, that's what these Christians and everything. Yet, I also know people Every now and then, who gets well using the same method? What separates the two? I don't know. I've heard of ministers of God who died in plane crash, like a popular one we heard in Nigeria. But I've also seen a man in America that the plane landed, they found him on the seat, quoting Psalm 91, and nothing happened to him. The seat removed from the plane, and the man was sitting down. In fact, they came to tap him like this. Every people survive or so, but he survived without anything on him. So the sincere truth is that I can only tell the people that sometimes people try to operate in faith that they do not have. Brad Biliakon, he said that one day went to check a lady and he did have transport fee and he didn't tell her. And the woman just gave him money. He said, I'll use it for you. And he said, no. So he stood on the road there and he was confessing. A car will arrive. After six hours, a trek back. <laughs> Where nothing happened. You know, <laughs> that is it. Actually, only God can separate the two. But I usually tell people that do not operate a faith that you do not have. And in the first place, that a Christian is taking a drug does not mean you do have faith. And if you, that's why some people are they complain that churches tell people that, but it's not true. Number one, there's no church, like upon all the healings taking place in Winner, they have hospital in Canaan land. If they didn't believe in mercy, why do they have hospital there? But they have hospital redemption camp. Why do they have it there? Because oh, they believe in mercy. So they try to tell people that, look, you will not hear about the way it feels. If you don't have a level of faith, as you study the world, you grow in faith, and you can demonstrate what I've just said, but start your faith with something small. 
If you come and meet me now that you are ASAS and you want to marry AS, I'm going to ask you, if you don't have track records, I will not allow. But I will give you an example of Casey and Ted, they are in Ibado now. Now they have two kids and all this. Ted just mom came to meet me in the house and said they cannot marry. Casey said, doctor, if of all people should know, and you were like, and I told because I think Casey was living with me. That was how the mom came, wise mom came to see me. And I said to mommy that, ah, for someone else I might listen to you, but I've seen Casey. When he left, when he left you, I, he came to my house and he said that, he got a job you need to hospital here. He said, I will not rent, use my money to rent a house. He lived with me. When he got the job with us, he gave me a three-bedroom flat for free. Later, a cousin of theirs gave them, they moved to Ibadan now, gave them a four flat. They gave them with different and everything funny in the room like that. So I remember that he was always saying this thing. And if he felt any kind of symptom, Casey would start saying some scriptures and he would be well. He was even, so I was observing him. So when he told me that, Pastor we will not have SSG again, I told the mom, I have seen his faith perform. So I can trust him. Now, they are two kids. Now, when I went to battle, they came to see me in the hotel where I was, and they are not here. But somebody else says that, you see, <laughs> see, God told me that we are not going to have, uh, uh, we ask you that, can you show some other things, supernatural things that have taken place in your life? So I'm saying that starts with, uh, hey, it's a, so that, that's the way it is. But I can give you one guarantee, even if you are taking drugs, and you are speaking the word of God regularly, and you are full of thanks, you will be well. You will be well. Jesus is not against medicine. It will help you at times. If I was able need to stay alive with medicine, to even be able to hear the word of God. So that's the whole thing. I mean, in following this thing, believers make mistakes a lot. Benny was sick last year and was rushed to the hospital. And he was there. Everybody in TBN started, if I sent a message, that means people are not hiding anything. Sent a message to TBN that you should tell all Christians to be praying for him. But you see, unbelievers will still say, this is this. If these people were hiding, why would they do that? Bishop Edekbo's wife had an attack some years back. She was flown to hospital. But people raised prayer here. And now she's fine. So it's, 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 it's just, that's the truth. Pentecostal have been criticized on this thing by many, but they say that they, they tell that they tell the people. One guy is always saying that on Facebook. They tell their people to go, but they will go. It's, well, <laughs> anyway, faith has levels and stay at your level. So if they point a gun at you, actually at that level, you will need more than ordinary woman, ordinary faith. In the supernatural gift of faith, one of the nine gifts to operate, and it works. But there are not things that you do on a normal day. I will just say that the more you soak yourself into prayer, the more you function and understand this thing. When I was in UI, I was saying Agbo, they are not giving us room. There is a, a, an area opposite UI called Agbo, just opposite UI, like kind of ghetto area. Somebody was staying there, so I was caught with the police because they were here to give us, so I was in 200 level then or so. So I was going to one night, I saw a group of like 11 boys. Some of the court guys were staying there at that time. These boys were taking marijuana and they sat in group. And I passed, and somebody said, hey, Oh boy, come here, come here, oh boy, come here, come here. So I didn't, I didn't answer, I was just going. One of them just said, I see the idiot who I called, I see his bag like that of a fisherman. I just felt it. I wouldn't do it night number one. Even if I go and preach and you abuse me, I don't respond. So I'm not, I don't respond to such. But I see, I just felt this holy hand just warmed up. I just turned back and so walking towards them. Six steps to them, they fled in about six different directions and ran away. You know, when I turned back and I was, I just asked my dad, what did you just do? <laughs> so what, what, I, I, I was, I was, what, what was I, what, what was I going to do? So beat up 12 men or what, what, what was I going to do to them? 
But you see, God just wanted to prove a point. I'm sure when I thought it was not me, they saw. So, that, that's what we are saying. Hallelujah. So it happens like that. You will feel something on you. But outside that, don't... Um, okay. Anyway, give, who is the next person? All of, okay. Ask your question one minute. How many people are remaining? How many people? Can you see your hand? I will take two more. No, there's one body there. One. You are the last person. Just you. Okay. So, yeah, praise the Lord. Um, so, you, you made it very clear in the first service that the Bible standard for marriage, which is godly marriage, is between a man and a woman. And as we all know, it's a common knowledge in Christianity that sex before marriage is a sin. And I have a situation here, and this is it. I have a friend. She's overdue for marriage. And she's already being pressured. Okay. But she's gay. Gay? Okay. And she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's a lesbian. Okay. And she has... She said that she's going to... If, that if at all she, she's ever going to get married to a man, she's going to do it for one reason, her mom. And um, according to her, she has never been, been involved with a man. She has never been attracted to a man at all. She's attracted to a woman. And... She has, in time past, been planning to uh, travel overseas where she can get to a woman. And right now, someone is already proposing marriage to her, a woman in Nigeria, so that we know that these things are happening. The woman proposing marriage to her is in Nigeria. She is doing very well. And they've been dating for a while. The family of the woman that is asking for her hand in, in marriage, they are Nigerians, and they are aware. What's the question? My question now is this. Because we've had arguments, and I want to be clear, and maybe, maybe someone here needs to be clear too, you know. My question is this. A woman dating a woman, no sex. <laughs> a woman dating a woman. It doesn't matter. No, no sex is not supposed to make what is wrong right. Okay. All right. That is one. Okay. Then number two. A woman making out with a woman or a man making out. Because we have leaders in the world today and some doctrines, they don't want to commit sin, so they do man-to-man, woman-to-woman. Yeah. That's a greater problem. So I want to, yeah. So my que- that's the second question. A woman making a woman. And lastly, okay, lastly. Are you asking, is it wrong or right? Is it wrong? Okay, okay. What's yeah, the last question? Yeah. No, don't worry. Just what's the last question? Yeah. And the last question is this. I want to know what the Bible is saying about gazing. Okay. The reason, I, why I'm asking, I want to have a basis. I already have a stand, but I want to have a basis so I can. Scriptures yeah. to tell the person. Yeah. So that it doesn't look as if you are speaking yeah, exactly. what you. The first thing I can say is, boy, and that we can only pray for them. Those who are not, those of us who are not gay or lesbian, sometimes we don't understand what is happening to these people. Like, um, it is deeper than what you think. It's not that they are bad. That's why they were doing what they are doing. It's the way it does them from inside. It is illogical. Actually, it's, it's for many of us, it's difficult to comprehend why a man, you as a man, will like another man. If I many of you say other men say they are not you, 
So, you know, some people just be like, we thanks for all the beautiful girls in town. So what is, but whatever you see, that is the way, it, it's an internal thing. It takes prayer to adjust it. So that's why criticizing them or hating them, religions around the world want them dead. The former president of Gambia told them point blank on news, that if you bring that gate in here, we'll slit your throat one after. He said it on the national news. Christianity is not a religion. In Old Testament, it was called Sodomy. That's the name for homosexuality. Sodomy. And it was done in Sodom and Gomorrah. That was why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. If you remember Lot, the men, when the angels landed in Lot, those men were so perverted, they wanted to rape the angels. You know, they came as ordinary men. And Lot pushed out his fine girl to them. They didn't do anything to the girl. They said, no, it's those men we want. So it's a kind of... But one of the things we notice is this. Many years back, it was not as common as it is now. It says it's deeply spiritual. And the more it is accepted, the more it spreads. One thing this generation should know, and that's what America and Congress should know. When you open a door, God says you should not open. Prepare to open several other doors. The way the world is going, uh, uh, what they call those who like sleeping with uh, young girls? Eh? Pedophiles. We still have their way. Somebody will soon tell you also that the way it does gay people is the way it does them also. That he doesn't want to be with his age. And you know, if he has a good lawyer, they have a case. Somebody does not have an attraction for women, but only for men. Then somebody too does not have an attraction for old people, for young people. At first, it will be seen as something wrong. If they are they mount pressure and they get a good lawyer, it will be reversed. Then, in Canada, they've legalized that of animal. Now they can have sex with animal. Now somebody will tell that he does not have feeling for a woman. He does not have feeling for a, a child. It is my dog. And when they get so many, you have to give them a law so. And after was somebody will say that I don't even have sex feeling. The only thing I have is to cut somebody's head. <laughs> and you have to, after a while, they will give it a scientific name. That when I wake up, there's this adrenaline that works and that you just want to, and then eventually they will allow. Let me tell you the truth. I say this under what I believe. The leaders of this nation, they know they're already in deep trouble with the laws. But political correctness. Because you ask them that why, how come their own children are not doing that? One of the presidents of this nation, they saw his children watching plays in the kitchen, yet to endorse people being rude to their parents and all those things. They know they are in trouble. There is a kind of school they send their children to. Have you seen Trump's children? You don't even see them wearing jeans or anything. You see the way they dress, you see the way they are. See, there's a <laughs> anyway, I just want to say that the sincere truth is that there is a way the world is going. And it's end time. Demonic, demonic spirits are very intelligent. It's African ones that are illiterate. Who dwell in forests. The, <laughs> the foreign ones, they are very intelligent. So it's not that when you say demonic possession, somebody will be shaking. No. It's a mentality that you won't be able to resolve. By the time they bring out all those, imagine somebody comes to you and is telling you, and you know it's not lying truly. It's not a bad person, but it doesn't feel like being with a man, only with a woman. If you do it wrongly, you'll start judging him and start attacking him. But you see, you are wounding him because the what who feels towards your wife is what he also feels towards other people. He can even be nicer than you are. He can even be praying. There are Christians like that in America. They pray day and night. But they are still lesbians. It is power of intercession that can help. Some of them, we have seen people reverted from that.
straight away. And many of them are beginning to write books in America telling people that, see, this thing, and then scientifically it has been proven that nobody was born that way. Really. I was waiting for that, so I was glad when medicine brother. Nobody was exactly born that way. It's something that you wire yourself up to or something will happen to you. But so you can only pray for them. But by Bible standard, it is wrong. The Bible says male and female created them. So pray for the person. Don't, don't judge, don't attack, just pray. Really, you, you just have to pray. Sincerely. Amen. Hallelujah. Honestly, the way this thing works, it can be very, 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 very uh, funny. You know? A very popular preacher that was caught into this thing. He actually preached a message against homosexuality and his gay partner raised objection and reported him publicly. It shocked everybody in the church to expect that kind of person. I mean, what was he doing? He was in his 50s, leader of evangelicals, not even real evangelicals. Evangelicals in America are known for serial discipline and integrity. And nobody expected him to. In one of the recent football matches, a coach was talking about, that was what Pastor was talking about, that they said that will a player do something? I said, that, no, that player is staying. And they thought he was joking. He just looked at the camera and said that, I am an evangelical. So that's what I'm saying. And they all accepted that that was the truth he said. Because over there in Europe, evangelicals change. That is what they are enjoying now. It is the type of Christianity we need in Nigeria. The one that enters our character. The one that when we are in church on Sunday or Monday, we are not falsifying figures and joining others to call. We are not, see, we are not finishing service and giving ourselves elbow at the outside to see who enters bus first. Somehow in Europe, Christianity redesigned their identity. God is bringing that kind of Christianity to Nigeria now. That is not to attack any child. I say this one is responding. All of us will change together. We need that one in Africa. We really need it. Because we have Africanized Christianity. You understand? We can shout breakthrough all day long. When we get to office tomorrow, we come in by 7 and we write 6.15 there. That's we African. And we don't see anything wrong. All we want to use God for is breakthrough. And that's what we do. When we get out there to lambast people, to backbite, to gossip, to do it's not a problem for us. We see people in need, we don't want to respond. If you, do, if you want to injure somebody on some street in Europe, it's a street that will call 911. They protect one another. Here, if it's not your cousin, what is your business? Even the country is so hostile towards all of us, and now hostile towards one another. It is here also that somebody is driving gently. You want to overtake, he increases the speed. As he overtaking him means that you have overtaken him in life. You know, just see these manifestations here. See the way we drive. It was possible that I went to, I think went to Ghana, and the streetlight just stopped working. Nobody said anything. All motorists by themselves. Four cars will pass here. Four cars will pass at the fifth one wait. Fifth one wait. Four cars by the fifth one wait. Four cars. He said, he said, Lagos. <laughs> if you wait for four hours, you you are seen. They are passing. You, you are there. In the night, I stopped for traffic light, two a.m. I was going home from here, and the car was coming. The guy just put his two hand on the horn. He was irritated that I stopped for traffic light. In the middle of the night. Because to him, there is no reason to stop. That's why we need soldiers here. They order us. When there is traffic and you bring soldiers, in no time they solve it for you. Because they give somebody backhand. Somebody, you just settle the whole matter. Everything aligns. We need help in this nation. And if care is not taken, though we are in Christ, we start practicing Nigerian Christianity. Where we are known for loud prayers, but in terms of effectiveness in the community, we are very low on that one. And Nigeria must correct that thing. Don't blame anybody for this. All of us have to correct it. Because there are Christians who blame big churches for this and that. 
But no, the pastor of this church don't break rules. It's all of us, all of us. There's something in our nature and our country that we must resent and start setting the right order. You understand? In Nigeria, capital, we cheat you and pay tithes from the cheating. You know, we just have that thing. Just do, do, we'll do it anyhow. You, your car breaks, the mechanic knows what is wrong with the car. But he knows that you are not going to pay him well if he goes straight for the problem. So he will touch what he doesn't need to touch. Do things, acrobatics, to impress you. Then at the end, and then he tells you. It's in Nigeria, a lecturer will give you a statistic of how many people failed the course last year. As if there is celebration in failure. 92 people took this course, 55 of them are glad to tell you failed. That kind of lecture should be thrown outside. It should be, it should be a shame to you that you taught 92 people only, only for the something, grab what you are saying. And you are glorying in it. It happens to some of us in UI. When lecture we give you, the first lecture we give you statistics of how many people failed it. As if it's a thing of joy. You taught 100 students, only 30 pass and you are happy. You have failed as a lecturer. Amen. This, I'm sure they still sell handouts to you now. And you know, if you don't buy those handouts, no matter what you know. Sir, a friend of mine wrote an exam abroad. They were allowed, if you, in that kind of exam, the way they do normally, if you forget any point, you are allowed to go out, take your textbook, and read for three minutes and go back inside. As long as you don't bring the book in. They just believe that it's a kind of essay that you write. Something that you can forget the point that can unlock what you want to write next. Checking the point is not a problem. How to lay it down is an issue. I said every Nigerian student will pass that exam. <laughs> I won't even read. Five minutes. <laughs> so go and check for five minutes. I've passed already. <laughs> you know, that's why when our students get there, they do well. You are in UI. You are writing exam. You are cooking beans. You are washing. You're on topmost floor. The bathroom is all those things. You now go to a place where everything is around you. The course is on the internet. It's in your room. There's Wi-Fi in your room. They don't take lights. There's food. Everything is set. Why should I fail? Especially coming from this background, it will help you. So all our students don't fail. At least they don't fail. Easy to pass there. Amen. So that's what we need. We need to correct our nation. I think I'm true. Did I say one more person? I think I, I pointed somebody. Okay, please, please allow me to take... No, I can't take you again. I'm sorry, ma. Please. Um, my time has been off since. Be fast, ma. Just, just... So I was the one that... Um, you did not answer my question. No. What's your question? About men. Not, um, about men wearing cap. Um, I've answered the question. Okay, want to know, is it right or wrong to wear cap? Uh, because this um, part, First Corinthians chapter 11, verse... I answer your question. We went there. I know, but there's something I want. And okay, want me to say whether <laughs> wearing cap is wrong or right? Or covering your head? Is that, but any woman that prays and prophesies with her head uncovered is showing her head. Yes. So I don't understand. I've what explained that you have to go back to the beginning and ask that what is the head? The Bible said that your head is your husband. And if you are not married, your head is your father. And if you, are, if you are not married, your head can be your father. If you are not close to your father, you are not staying where your head is the pastor, wherever you are around you. So what the Bible is saying is that a woman that starts praying, when you dishonor your husband and you are praying, your prayer cannot be answered. That's what the Bible is saying. Yes. So I just started from the beginning that check the definition of the head. That's the meaning. So it will give you a key to other things. So 
and the man also that puts on face cap <laughs> or cap. <laughs> it's not about cap. You can come to church wearing native and you wear your cap. You've not done anything. I will teach on, I did it before, I will do it again about a man unveiling your glory. God does not want a man to cover. And there's a reason for that and I will explain. He wants a man. Man is in the image of God and man shine. Yeah. Alright. Hallelujah. Shall we rise? 